and welcome to Two Tonys Movie Review. I don't know. We'll have to work on the title. Yeah, we can have a user contest on that one. A user. Yeah, we need listeners first. That's, um, <laughs> that's what she said. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, so, um, uh, hello, my name is Tony Cox. Um, sitting across from me in cyberspace. Uh, well, I'm in, I'm in uh, um, Gardner, Maine. Sitting across from me in cyberspace is uh, Anthony M. Pizzuto. Uh, from New York City. Hello, everybody. Um, Tony and I are big movie fans. Um, we enjoy the movies. Uh, and we like to talk about movies. And we like to uh, talk about generally how crappy they are. We're both uh, we're both in the film business, um, so to speak. Um, I am a, uh, I'm a director, um, mostly on the very, very small screen, the Internet. <laughs> um, uh, directed some that web screen's episodes. getting bigger too you know uh, thank god Let's, <laughs> now we just need to make some money off of it um, Anthony is a uh, is a uh, up and coming fine young actor oh thanks Pa <laughs> thanks Pa <laughs> gosh darn it thanks oh it sucks um, <laughs> I feel like Stuart Smalley cause I'm smart enough and gosh darn it people like me <laughs> Um, so we like to talk about movies, uh, generally how crappy they are. Um, although there are some that are pretty good. Um, so today we're going to start off with, um, uh, today we're going to talk about Wolverine. Uh, uh <laughs> that <pretty> sorry, much... <laughs> I have my, my ass just twitched. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that pretty much sums it up right there. Um, it was the last movie that Tony and I have both seen. Um, and, uh, I believe... Tony Tony likened it to eating cheese earlier. <laughs> <laughs> when you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> it's like at first you think it's a good idea. And mm. and at the beginning it even starts it, it even tastes good. Um and then uh and then the pain comes. Yeah. And uh, it was... and then you 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 realize you just paid for it. <laughs> my, my analogy was my analogy was that it was like it was like paying to watch a dog have a bowel movement for two hours because <laughs> I I couldn't sum up the words the feelings that I had. Um, That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, or a Wolverine taking a dump for two hours. I feel I feel I feel bad for Hugh Jackman because. He's such a talented actor and such a talented, you know, and such a good person. Like, whenever you see him on interviews, I saw him on Inside the Actor's Studio. I mean, he's just such a great guy. And he's so multi-talented. I mean, being in Oklahoma, um, he was in, uh, he was Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Did you know no that? No way. I did not he, know that. He was the first Gaston in Broadway's version of Beauty and the Beast. Holy shit. Is he, is he the one on the recording? I think so. Oh wow, that's he, pretty cool. He was the original. He was the original Gaston, and um, and then I, I forget which came first though. I forget if it was Oklahoma or Beating the Beast. I think it was Beating the Beast because then he starred in Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's just a super talented guy, and uh, he's uh, won Tony awards, hasn't he? Well, yeah. Didn't he, he win a Tony for a Boy from Oz? Yes, he did. Um, yeah. And he's just and I'll tell you what, that was the one of, one of the most amazing things I ever saw was when Hugh Jackman hosted the Tonys mm. and then he performed a song from Boy From Oz and then went back to, 
to hosting the Tonys, I was like, holy shit, this guy is this guy's the man. I mean, to, to have that much, and it was a high energy song. I mean, he was just incredible. I the guy, you know, I mean, nobody in Hollywood impresses me more right now than than as being a multi talented, you know, guy who is current and like making big movies. Like there have been people in the past. Oh sure. Um, I mean Nathan Lane, for instance. I mean he's you know, I mean mm-hmm. he's the man. Uh, you know Jonathan Price here and there because he's dabbled yep. in in um, in movies and stuff. But you know nothing. Nobody impresses me more than Hugh Jackman. I mean the guy is just multi-talented. He's a jack of all trades when it comes to entertaining. And I just feel bad for him because this movie was so poorly written. Mm. You know, and basically, if you haven't seen the movie, it's it's the, the the general premises. And if you haven't seen the movie, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast because of spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and the premise is, is it's the story of 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 Wolverine's origins, which is a term taken from comic books. For those people who don't know, is that you would create a character, but generally, when a character was created, it would be in the middle of its life. So, like, it was just you know, you really you know, it was like it's like when you meet a character on a TV show, generally you're meeting it in the middle of its life, and usually a complication arises. You know, it's like everyday business. So then they would go back and they would write these origins comic books to kind of explain where they came from. Uh, and this is a movie of that, of where he came from. So it starts off with Wolverine's little kid and his brother, who then you later find out is Sabretooth, which is another character um, from the X-Men universe. And... Um, and in the title credits, they skip, I don't know, 100 years? <laughs> Something ridiculous like that. And uh, so they, they skip 100 years, and the first thing that starts off is they're fighting in the Civil War, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the Civil War, yeah. Which is interesting because Wolverine and Sabretooth are from Canada. <laughs> that, you know, that, that, I, when I was watching the opening credits, I, I, I thought of that. I'm like... Wait a second. When did when did when did Canada send troops down? <laughs> well, when have they ever done something like that? And I mean, you could argue. I mean, my I guess my my in my in movie explanation would be that they ran away, they run away from home at the beginning. Like in the first five minutes, there's this horrendous opening scene, and then they run away from home. And um, and so I you could uh, so t- okay. Let's let's say for the sake of argument, they run away to the U.S. Which is feasible. Let's get out of the yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So they're in Who the wants US. To be in Canada. Exactly. So, but they're they're on the west coast of Canada, like they're on the western part of Canada. So they so let's so that would presumably bring them into the middle of the country in the United States. The only the only reason I could see that they would fight in the Civil War is because they're pretty much invincible. They heal very quickly. Mm-hmm. So they just like to fight, I guess. <laughs> I mean, and what a better fight to be in than the Civil War. Well, yeah, well, and then the title credits go through and they're in every single major war mm-hmm. through that point. So I would just presume that they like to fight. They're just good at like they're like, "Hey, I'm good at not dying, so I'll go, you know, kill people." <laughs> like <laughs> that's And what's so interesting is that so then they they're part of this little supergroup, which is kind of like mini X-Men like military troop with a bunch of other X-Men in it. And, you know, uh, they're, they're like, you know, they're about to kill a village in, in Vietnam or, or something. And Wolverine likes to, not Wolverine, Sabretooth likes to kill people. And then 
Wolverine doesn't. And so Wolverine, like, says, I can't take this anymore, and he leaves. So leave Sabretooth to these guys, and, you know, Wolverine goes to be on his own. And I really felt, for the whole story, like, the story that we wanted to hear, the, the, the story that we wanted to see was off-camera. Like, the, like the, the story, the movie that we saw was the explanation of everything that happened off-camera. And what happened off-camera was what we really wanted to see. A case in point is Wolverine, uh, years pass, and Wolverine goes to see Wraith, who's played by uh, Will I Am, which is, oh, perfect casting choice. Let's cast somebody who doesn't know how to act and put him in a <laughs> role. It's like, Jesus. So, um, well, he is invisible for a lot of it, too, so <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have to deal with it that much. <laughs> that's, that's true. And he... And, uh, yeah, so, so, and so they're talking about Sabretooth and why he's all crazy, which to me, he was crazy from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so he says, so Wraith says to him, he says, well, I guess he just felt like you abandoned him when you left. And then he turned into a different person. Now, I don't know about you, but doesn't that sound interesting? Like, that's dramatic. Like, the feeling of abandonment. It's something that the audience can connect to. So why didn't we see that? Why didn't they show us that, like, in the movie? Well... Does that make any know, sense? That, no, that, that that does make sense, and it is it's it is a good point. But then it also goes back to the to the first thing that you said, was that he was already crazy, you know. Well, and true. we could see that from the very beginning, you know, during the whole opening sequence with the, with the father, you know, and the, the, the death of the father and all that stuff. Um, so it, it kind of doesn't make sense that, uh, Logan leaving him would make him this bad person because he was already bad. It just, it seemed like it was a cop out on the writer's part to try to add a little drama to it. Now, if, if they had developed the character as like a, a, a decent person and then he became evil because Wolverine abandoned him, then I could see that being, um, seeing a, a nice little dramatic hint to the story, which would be nice to have seen. Um, but it, it just, it goes, it goes back to the whole writing and the premise of the story. And it, it, like continuity wise, it, that didn't make sense to me. Well, you know, the, the, I don't think it was a cop out. I think it was just the writer sucked. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, and, and you're absolutely right because then that goes to the point of that. There's no character development or no character journey whatsoever in this movie for anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, name me one character that is different from the beginning of the movie than they are from to the end of the movie. None of them. Except, well, well, maybe Wolverine, uh, but but it was it was such a minute change. You know, he's this little kid who 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 thought this guy this other guy was his dad, and he kills this other guy. I, that was all weird and confusing to me. I didn't understand that at all. I, I felt like I'd taken a really executed. Yeah, because I didn't understand there were these two father figures there, and he kills one of them, and come to find out that's his dad, not the other guy. It's like I felt like I just like dropped a bunch of tabs of acid, and my brain just kind of melted. And the worst part is it was right from the get go too. It's like yeah, hey, exactly. Let's fuck with your mind right away. Exactly, and you know, it, but you could see that there was there the, you know the little kid was innocent and confused, and then he becomes this kind of beast. This this. I hate to say it, but this Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing. The whole story of the Wolverine. Oh, that was like, so ridiculous. It was, and then how they tried to bring it in at the end. It's like, maybe oh. maybe I was the fool. It was like, <laughs> what? Are you serious? I thought, 
I thought I was your Wolverine. <laughs> like, are you but, kidding me? But you were the trickster, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Like, oh, it was just so bad. Um, all right, well, I, you know what's you know what's funny though is that uh, you know um, David Benoff, which which is one of the writers of Wolverine, like his only real you know claim to fames were where he wrote the screenplay for Troy back in 2004, and then he wrote the screenplay for. <laughs> He wrote the screenplay for the Kite Runner in 2007. I know, and so then he ju- and then the, the next movie after that was 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 um, X Men Origins, and then you have um, Skip Woods, who was the other writer, the other build writer, who did like nothing. He wrote, he's like written nothing, you know. So you get these two guys who really don't have much experience in writing action movies. I mean, the Kite Runner. Oh, let's do this great action comic book movie about the origin of Wolverine, and we'll hire the guy who wrote the Kite Runner. Because <laughs> when I think of really? X, when I think of Wolverine's origins, the first thing I think of is a kite. <laughs> and a someone kite. running it. <laughs> All right, let's take a, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back uh, with our uh, final thoughts on Wolverine and uh, our recommendations for the future. We are back, uh, and I'm here with the uh, ever-popular uh, Anthony Pizzuto. <laughs> Only on Facebook. Only on Facebook. <laughs> you pretty much live on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I have to. My fans await. <laughs> thank, thank God for social networks, or else you would be an actual hermit. <laughs> that is very true. I'll just close all my shades and hide in my couch. <laughs> and that's and I've been on your couch and I know you can hide in it. <laughs> um, so we're talking about uh, Wolverine. Uh, you're listening to the Two Tonys movie review show. Uh, the title changes every time I say it. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Wolverine. We're just talking about the writers. Um, and uh, and I feel like I feel like this seems to me, and I don't know. I, I, this isn't based on any truth, but. It seems to what I feel happened with this movie was um, because you said there were two build writers. Yeah. And I almost think like it was a situation where somebody wrote a script and the executives, the studio. I feel this was a studio executive problem. I really do. Mm -hmm. I feel like they read the script. They didn't like it. So they hired somebody to rewrite it. But they bought it. They paid money for it. And they were trying to keep their costs down. So they hired somebody else to write it. And the executives got their hands in it too much mm-hmm. is what I really feel. And I feel like the director just because the director's so important in movies like this. I mean, you know, on one hand, you know, he needs to be forceful or she he or she needs to be forceful in, in sculpting the story that they feel is going to be the best for the audience. For sure. I mean, the director really is our advocate, you know, when in the movie making process, I feel anyway. Um, and I feel like I feel like it was just it wasn't a strong enough director and or the studio executives got too much involved. And that's just my opinion. I'm, no, I'm not basing this on anything. I just feel like that would be a plausible explanation as to as to the failure of this movie. Um, I, I agree 100 percent, too, because once I mean, this is why independent features are so uh, no, eight out of ten times. 
independent features blow the pants off studio features because they don't have the bullshit that the studios you know impose on them you know the studios are only concerned about blockbuster smashes they're they're concerned about you know raking in the 70 million dollar on the opening weekend and and they forget that you know people who go to these movies yeah they want the action but they also they're not stupid and they do want a decent story well you know and we'll talk a little bit about a movie that accomplishes both when we talk about star trek Oh, absolutely. In in our next podcast. I mean, it it does, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that next time. Mm -hmm. Um, The the other thing is that uh, when you do an independent feature, I mean, the only thing you have to sell it on to get money is the script. Mm -hmm. And that script has to be damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. And and that to me, and since the script is such the backbone of the movie, I mean that to me is where it starts. When you work in studio films, I mean you can sell you can sell it on an idea before there's even a script written. Of course. And on paper, obviously, a Wolverine, you know, a Wolverine Origins movie looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be great. But it's yeah. if you don't have the right people in place, it's going to be awful, which it was. Yeah. Um, so your final thoughts on the movie? I mean, is there you know was there anything? enjoyable about it did you feel you know the, the only thing i enjoyed about it there were there were there were there were two things i enjoyed about it the first one was as much as i hate to say it i uh ryan reynolds does make an appearance in the film and i <laughs> i find him to be funny and charming and i thought that his sense of humor which is which is the same sense of humor he brings to every movie that he works on was 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 a nice little break from from the ridiculousness of the the show and this, the second thing is there was this like 10 minute segment in the middle of the movie where Wolverine meets up with this with this elderly couple and they take right, him in right. and give him clothes. Yeah. And yeah. and and just the interaction, um, you know, between the family and him and and the, the the quick relationship that they build before, you know, the the shit hits the fan um, was was really nice. And that was a nice little story that they incorporated. So aside aside from from that little you know that nice little interlude there, um, the movie was was terrible. The story was crap. the The characters weren't developed as well as they should, and, and there were just some shortcuts that were taken that I I didn't appreciate. Um, as as a as a movie fan and as a not a diehard fan of X Men, but I grew up with the X Men comics and the the cartoons and the toys and all that stuff, and so. Um, I, I was I was very disappointed. I, I would have appreciated my money back. <laughs> out of uh, out of uh, out of a total of five, um, mm-hmm. how many claws do you give it? How many claws do I give it? Yeah, five being the five being obviously the highest. Yeah, the best. Five being the best. Um, I would give it a res- just break those fuckers off because they it doesn't get any any claws. No claws. No claws. <laughs> Clawless. <laughs> what about you, my friend? So out of out of five claws, um, I give it a um, a resounding middle claw <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I felt about the people who made the movie. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give them my one middle claw and uh, and and leave it at that. Um, so uh, that brings us to our, our, our next segment, which is um, kind of a rapid-fire review. Um, uh, we're just going to go through a couple of films that we've seen, either we've both seen or uh, one of us has seen, and just you know say whether we liked it and a quick why. 
Um, and so we'll start with um, uh, Aliens, uh, Monsters versus Aliens in 3D, which I saw in 3D. Did you see in 3D? I saw it in 3D, and it was my very first 3D experience, and I loved it. And why? Uh, just because it was 3D. The story was cute. The, the, the performances were, were nice, uh, but it was the 3D that sold it for me. Um, and I can't wait to see my next 3D movie. Um, I, I loved it as well, um, uh, and I agree with you completely. I, the 3D was just spectacular. I, it was my second 3D experience. I also saw Bolt. Uh, mm. And in Bolt, the story was phenomenal. The story was excellent. The 3D yeah. was kind of, there was the, but the 3D in Monsters vs. Aliens was spectacular. It was utilized in every single scene. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so uh, the next movie is, um, uh, well, I was going to say Star Trek, but we're going to cover that in an entire podcast. Mm, um, yes. You also, this I know this is a little bit late, but the, the DVD I'm sure is coming out, but you saw Caroline? Uh, Coraline, Coraline, yeah, yeah. Um, that was good. It, that also was in 3D, but I didn't get a chance to see it in 3D, um, which I'm sure it would have been a lot more entertaining if it was in 3D. It was, it was, it was all right. It was a Tim Burton, you know, one of his claymation animated, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's, the story's really interesting. He did not. Um, he, he did not direct it, by the way. He just produced it. Oh, he didn't. No. He, oh, really? Yeah, it, interesting. Um. So, but you, but you did. Interesting. I know that. It was it was enjoyable. I wouldn't go see it again. I probably won't rent it. Uh, but I, you know, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. If you if somebody hadn't seen it, would you recommend them renting it? If there was if if they had Netflix, yes. But I wouldn't say go waste five dollars on pay per view or or go to Blockbuster for it. Yeah. So Excellent. no, I would I would definitely say pop it in your Netflix queue, but don't go and spend extra money for it. Great. Um, now, what about Angels and Demons? You saw that, right? Uh, I did. Um, I liked it overall. Um, and, and it's, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was better than the first one. Um, and it was, uh, it was more thrilling. It, there was more urgency to the story. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like it was more of a fun ride than the first one. Um, nice. So yeah. Nice. I, uh, I, I, I have yet to see that one, but I, I've read the book and I really enjoyed the book a, a lot more than the Da Vinci Code. Um, which I still don't understand why the Da Vinci Code became so much more popular than Angels and Demons when it was in print. Um, I would assume, but yeah, I, I would assume I would assume uh, the Da Vinci Code was popular just because it was about Jesus Christ. That's I mean, just the controversy there would make it more popular. Yeah, uh, but I hear that a lot that 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 Angels and Demons is a much better book and a much mm -hmm. a much uh, uh, more more interesting read than Angels. Absolutely, and Demons, absolutely. Than, uh, da Vinci Code. All right, well, that ends our rapid-fire um, movie reviews, and uh, so let's talk a little bit about upcoming uh, movies that we're going to plan to see. Um, I know you and I are planning to see Up from the new yes. Pixar movie in 3D, too. Um, yes. Um, I'm, I'm taking a trip to New York here in a couple days, and uh, one of the things on our agenda is to see uh, Up, which I'm really excited about because Pixar movies, I mean... You, you can't watch a Pixar movie and at the end say, oh, that wasn't that was OK. I mean, they're all great. The scripts and the storytelling in Pixar movies are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. No, they do a fan. They do a great job. Um, and and the from the first time I saw the trailer uh, for Up, I was 
dying laughing, and it just looks so freaking hysterical. Uh, I, I, I'm. Re- this is like one of the few movies that I'm very excited about seeing this summer. I, I'll tell you, the funniest part of the whole trailer, and I don't even know if it's in the trailer, if it was in the sneak peek I saw or something, is the one where, um, the one uh, where the dog has the collar that allows him to talk, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you, squirrel." Hi, how are you? It's like that's. I mean, if you thought of it, that's exactly how a dog would be. It was just perfect. Um, it was great. Um, yeah, no, I can't wait to see that. I'm, I'm looking forward oh. to it as well. So, what's what's on your summer checklist? Do you do you have one yet, or? Oh gosh, I don't have an actual checklist. It's pretty much I, I've, uh, and I'll explain a little bit about this. Is I, you know, I've, uh, I mean, you know, we we work in that. Tony and I, Anthony and I, work in the. In the in the you know in the world of film filmmaking, kind of on the fringe actually, but uh, which is kind of a nicer place to be sometimes. Yeah, um, it is. And uh, so we're both big into movies and films, but to be honest, in the last year and a half, I've been way more into television than anything. And so yeah. I've I've really made it a point to um, to uh, to get out and and to to watch movies this summer. So every week, um, I'm going to go see uh, a big movie or the big movie that's opening. Um, and, uh, and to be honest, I, you know, I've been so excited about, um, um, I've been so excited about, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek and I was excited about Terminator Salvation too. I think that was the biggest thing I was disappointed by was that the trailer makes it look pretty good, like, yeah. like desperate and dire and like there's a human condition involved, but it was just, um, um, it was just awful. And, um, <laughs> So the my checklist really is just whatever big that's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I saw. I'll tell you what. I saw a trailer for Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? Oh, have you heard of this with Robert Downey? I have. Jr.? I, I yeah. I knew that they were doing it. I haven't seen the trailer go, for it yet. Go online and look at the trailer, man. It looks incredible. I mean, yeah. it looks like it's gonna. And because you're thinking Sherlock Holmes, okay, it's gonna be like. Uh, you know, it's going to be like a investigative, you know, like mm-hmm. mo- cop movie set in the 1800s. And it's like, how friggin' exciting could that be? Right. Man, it looks like a cross between, um, I mean, it looks like a cross between, it looks like Shakespeare in Love meets a Jackie Chan movie. Really? Oh, like there's these fighting sequences. Like it, it looks like, it looks like an action movie. It looks Sherlock Holmes, the action movie. Um, what, when is it coming out? I, I, December, I think, like Christmas or something. It's crazy. Oh wow! Um, but it looks exciting. I can't wait to see it. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, okay, upcoming movies that I'll probably want to see is definitely Transformers. I'm really excited about. And mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I mean, it's as a fan because I'm such a huge Transformers fan. That like the first one was, I mean, if I as a fan, the first one was incredible. But I mean, as a filmmaker, as somebody you know who watches movies and critiques them, it was a horrible movie. Um, mm. the, but it was fun. It's a popcorn movie. You know, it's one of those movies where it's not going to be an Oscar winner. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to make you think profoundly. It's basically going to be a teenager's wet dream. Um, <laughs> it's going to be explosions and cars and transforming giant robots. And it's the, oh. the special effects are flawless. So I'm really excited about the second one. Um, well, don't forget Megan Fox and her little Daisy Dukes. Oh my God. Good God. I'll tell you the, what. The only, oh, man. The trailer with her on that motorcycle with her freaking, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she, oh man, she, she's she got, you know, she's not the prettiest girl at the ball. No, she no. She makes up but, for it with attitude. Mm, I mean, man, mm. she has 
got the attitude of she has. I don't know if you know this. She has a Marilyn Monroe tattoo on her. Oh, arm. really? <laughs> yeah, oh. on her arm. You can see <laughs> oh. it. It's not one of those hidden ones. Oh, that's too um, bad. And and she really like Marilyn Monroe is her idol. And she, really, yeah. And she um she man she lives she lives hard like Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I've, I've heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to um, uh, to uh, the Hangover. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Hangover. Um, I'm also looking forward to. I'll tell you what movie I'm not looking forward to is um, Land of the Lost. Yeah, that didn't look appealing at all. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, and uh, next week we'll talk about um, Star Trek, which I'm super excited about, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, my little my oh, little geek. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye.